Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. How many is ready to get into the Word of God today? Amen. I had several people come to me this morning and say, it's a dreary day and I didn't feel like coming. You better have something worth hearing. And the people that told me that thought they were the only ones to tell me that. <laughs> so the last person to tell me that noticed my face didn't smile so quick. And, and, uh, but uh, listen, I, I just want to thank you for the honor to be in front of you this morning. So if this is your first time being with us, I'll get this adjusted in just a minute. But thank you for being with us this morning. Let me encourage you to come back. Uh, Pastor Eddie will be back with us next week. So I'm just here today to kind of get us going. So a- as we've been settling in to this series of the Holy Spirit... I, that's the message topic we've been in the last few weeks, and we're going to pick up into this today. So last week was a very special treat. We had my mother, the power of a spirit-filled mother. How many of you guys enjoyed that last week of, of having my mama coming in? All right. Uh, that was, that was a first for us to do. We were excited to do so. Give a shout-out to our production team to make that happen. That was our first time, and there was a lot of moving parts to that. But hopefully you guys were blessed at that, and you got to see my beautiful mother who is doing better by the day. Just got a chance with her to catch up with her a day or two ago, and she is smiling and looking good. And I'm looking for the day that she'll be here with us physically, and we're already getting She's going to be leading worship, going to lead the whole worship service, and she's going to be uh, celebrating, and I can't wait for that. But we're going to kind of settle back into some of the teachings that we've been doing uh, regarding the Holy Spirit. And before we go any further, I do just want to pray one more time before I forget and get going. Father, we just come before you one more time. Father, we thank you for your amazing presence during worship. We thank you for your holy anointing during communion. And Father God, as we open the word of God, as we open your word, Jesus, speak to us right now. Holy Spirit. You are in control of this gathering. You are in control of this building. And you are in control through these cameras into the homes, to the vehicles, to the job sites, or wherever people may be watching this. We pray, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Would you just, just right where you are, just lift your hands to the Lord and just help me. Father, we just, we just ask you to be in this place. Be in this place as you already are. Stay in this place. Speak to our hearts. Change our lives. We open up afresh and anew to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So would you go to your Bibles with me this morning. Turn to the book of John chapter 16. Turn to the book or go to your app, whatever you're using today. John chapter 16. In order for us to fully understand John chapter 16, we are going to go to uh, back up just a little bit to John 15. Brother, would you mind just bringing this monitor down just a little bit? Just bring the monitor down just a little bit. So we're going to go to John chapter 15, verse 26, and then on into 16. So you ready? Here we go. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble, for they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God a service. We saw that fulfilled in the life of Saul. And these things they will do to you because they have known the Father, they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes you may remember that I have told you. And these things I do not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. 
But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where are you going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, that it is to your advantage, somebody say, my advantage, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world will be judged. Verse 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, and for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. For all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. And this morning we're going to continue our series on Christianity Plus. This morning I want to talk to you about the personhood of the Holy Spirit, or as I like to say, the on-demand features. So a pastor's been showing us. than it was a year ago and you understand that they always get you with the free service or a 995 service but soon thereafter you find out there are limitations soon thereafter you find out you go to watch that program or you go to watch that show or that feature and it's the screen is blackened and it's sorry you do not have this but for another 395 a month you can upgrade to the plus version and so that's what pastor has been coming at this morning is christianity plus the holy spirit And so hopefully this past few weeks you've been gaining some information. Now listen, this morning I was charged to try not to go into any rabbit trails or nothing super in-depth. Keep it basic. So that's what I'm going to do. So would you do with me, As if you've ever been in the church for a long period of time, the temptation is there to kind of check out with something you've heard, a scripture you've heard, a point you've heard, and then you start saying, I could have said it better than he, or I could have said it better than she. I don't discount any of that, but would you listen with fresh ears this morning because I have found that when the Holy Spirit puts something in the heart of a minister, it is not for his benefit, but for mine. So can I encourage you this morning to listen with fresh ears, listen with fresh hearts, because there are many that are with us that maybe have forgotten some things, but there are also many that are with us that are new to Pentecost, are new to the church. So hopefully this morning I can help educate you, help train you in the ways of the word. So this morning I have a few resources I want to show you. Up on the screen there are, there are several books I'd like to, to um, recommend. On the far left there's a book called... And I grew up in a Pentecostal church in a pastor's home... And I thought I knew everything there was to know about the Holy Spirit, even being filled in, in ministry my own way. This book was revolutionary, so let me encourage you, get Drawing Near by John Brevere. To my far right is Tozer, A.W. Tozer, The Mystery of the Holy Spirit, another anointed, amazing, in-depth book. And in the center, you'll find one's questions and answers about the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the one on the left, the one on the right, you can find those on Audible. The one in the middle, I don't think you can. This was an AG publication that came out some years ago, but it is still in print. Let me encourage you. This is a Q&A about the Holy Spirit, who He is. Is it for today? What about the speaking in their tongues? What about the gifts of the Spirit? What, am I to be filled with the Spirit? What's the difference between receiving the Holy Spirit 
as the apostles did before Acts 2, verses being infilled with the Holy This book is a wonderful little handbook, questions and answers about the Holy Spirit, that's written by all different authors in the Assemblies of God, by some of our college deans, by some of our professors and theologians who also have written some Bible college material. It's a great little book, and it's really not that big. It's really thin, and it kind of gets to the point. How many of y'all like that, like me? Like, okay, just get to the point. <laughs> We had some people come to the house trying to sell us some windows a few years ago. And I said, look, I'm in sales. You're in sales. I know what you're about to do. What's your lowest price? Save us both the trouble. What's your lowest price? And then how can you beat that by 10% and then we'll make a deal? So that's give you. And also, guys, you may have gotten a handout like this at the door. They've been laying around. There's a handout here. And I'm... Um, this is kind of coincides with names of the Holy Spirit. I'm also excited to announce that we have a new feature at our website. Sermon notes will be uploaded as well. Um, the last time we offered them, people reached out to the church. So uh, I'm going to go through some things pretty fast. Don't bother trying to write it down. You probably won't get it. And I don't want you to miss what I say next. So we're going to upload these sermon notes. Go to the homepage. You'll see a tab at the top that says messages. Click on where it says resources. And there you can view or download our handouts such as this one here. The sermon notes when they're available. Um, all sorts of things that will just help you in your personal Bible study. Thank you for being a student of the Word of God. I know some of you rely on these Sunday services, and they fuel you all week long. I know because you're contacting us about learning these scriptures and learning these points. So let me just encourage you to be a student of the Word of God. And so you can, uh, these sermon notes and things, uh, resources will be uploaded on Tuesdays when the services are uploaded on our, on our social media and things like that. So now that I got all that out of the way, let's continue with our message of the Holy Spirit. I love teaching and studying and seeking the Holy Spirit. When I was a kid on testimony night, you would hear somebody come up and it was almost like a prerequisite to testify. I'd like to thank the Lord that I'm saved, sanctified, and... Oh, where's my church people at? Come on now. Where's my... Come on, you all got to help me. But that's how it was. If you weren't those three things, you weren't allowed to have the microphone on Sunday nights. A lot of times we kind of treated that, though, if I could be fair, a lot of times we treated that, though, as, as advancements. I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Therefore, I'm saved and I'm better than you because you're not saved. Or I'm sanctified because I'm better than you because you're watching those bad movies. Or I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to the rapture and you're not. We begin to draw battle lines. And, and, and I, I'm glad we don't kind of think that way anymore. Because the Holy Spirit is way more than just the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. Can I be, just be very honest with you? Sometimes those tongue-talking Christians inside this door can be the meanest people at the restaurant. I've been out with some of people like that. Where I've been embarrassed. And you lead a church track for a tip. <laughs> don't do that, alright? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. How many, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like sometimes we can, we can forget the Holy Spirit at church. It is so much more than that. When we had our four children, when my wife had our four children and I was there, y'all, 20 years, y'all, 21 years, that I learned a few things. My wife gave birth to our four beautiful children. I was there every time just kind of like making sure everything was, you know, uh, keep them from passing out. You know, like, oh my gosh. Uh, it was a, it was, we had some awesome experiences. But having said that, one of the first things you do you kind of check under the hood to see what you got. I mean, I'm just being real. And sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit like that, where we get the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, and then we think we've got it. There is so much more to the Holy Spirit of who He is than just speaking in tongues. How many have found that to be true? You all can say amen at any time you want. You can clap your hands at any time you want. But let me just tell you that we can't live like that. Can I just wet your whistle just a little bit about the Holy Spirit? And, and we may just do this all morning. 
But let me just encourage you that the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the personhood of the Holy Spirit, let me just tell you that He makes the difference in our gatherings. I can remember the days of what we refer to now, the days of revival. I can remember when you would show up to church and it would be jam-packed, people waiting in the parking lot. We would travel with my dad as he was ministering all along the state of Michigan and we would go to churches that were seeking after the Holy Spirit and we would come and that the Holy Spirit would be there. I can remember those days. I can remember those days when services would go on for a long time and it wasn't just for the sake of going on for a long time. It was that his presence was here in a powerful way. I could remember those days of standing behind my keyboard and my knees buckling under the weight of the glory of his majesty. I could remember playing and, and it felt like I was standing in a river and my legs were doing all they could to hold up. I remember those days when people would come flooding to the altars to cry out and repent of their sins and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember those days. I remember one service that I was in. It was a a real large gathering. The place held about 4,000 people. And I remember there was a a person that came and gave us an utterance of tongues and an interpretation. Not so unusual in Pentecostal churches. Until the pastor come making a beeline to the stage. And you have to understand in a large church, the dynamic is a little different. Because you have so many different people uh, serving God in that gathering. But I remember this one service where the pastor came up and he said, listen, I just want to show you the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're doubting if it's for today, let me just prove to you what happened. We have a guest missionary sitting in the back of our church. I didn't even know he was here. And when the utterance of tongues went forth and the word of interpretation came forth, he grabbed an usher and said, that prophecy was word for word in my native tongue. And when the interpretation came out, there was no error in it. I don't know about you, but I find that amazing. I remember those days when we would show up. See, when you've had those encounters, when the presence of God is real, just having church just doesn't do it. Can I just be honest with you? I've had enough of church. I haven't had enough of him. And he is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that makes the difference. He is the one that makes the difference. This morning, as we understand what he does, that helps us to understand who he is. And I'm going to get into a couple of points, but hopefully this morning I can wet your whistle and a thirst of going after the Holy Spirit because there is so much more. There is so much more to this thing of God. There's so much more to this thing of church. It is, He is the Holy Spirit. Listen, there is nothing more frustrating than to live in a technological world with a flip phone. Somebody say amen to that. How you know what I'm talking about? You see everybody doing all this cool stuff and you just, I, my phone doesn't do that. <laughs> Like Zach Morris had it, that's why. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Even more frustrating is having a device like this, but not having a clue how to use it. Did you know, and I tried to find a statistic and I couldn't do it, but I would be willing to bet most of us only use probably 15% of these phones' capabilities. How many, how many of you would probably agree with that? As long as I can text, call, check my email, maybe check Facebook. I even lost some of y'all. Some of us just call and text. These phones can do Way more than that. Our tablets, our computers can do way more than that. Pastor shared about that a few weeks ago. I'm not going to go too much further into depth into that. But it's very frustrating to, to have something like this and not understand it. Now, we have in these, in these smartphones, we have virtual assistants. Siri? How many of y'all got Siri? You may have heard of Alexa. Not Alexis. Alexa. Maybe Google. Hey, Google. Maybe if you're real anointed and real wealthy, you might even have a Jarvis. You know what I'm talking about. 
Or maybe you're not a tech guy, but how many of you have ever had a, a, a warranty that you didn't know about? How many of you have ever had a warranty that something broke and you didn't know about it and you paid to get it fixed and it wasn't until after you paid to get it fixed that you found out you even had a warranty? Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help us to understand something here. I'm trying to help us to understand. I just, one of my children uh, broke their glasses the other day. And so I went to the, to the place and I, I, I went to get a copy of her prescription because we were going to order some online. Because, you know, how many know the eye doctor can be a little price tag? You know what I'm saying? So I went up to the desk and I explained to her what happened. And I said, can you, can you print off their prescription so I can buy something online that's cheaper than you guys? No, I didn't say it like that. And she said, well, let me just look up your account. So she looked up my account. She said, oh, you got the premium gold warranty package on those glasses. I'll get you a free pair. Now, my daughter was going, oh. <laughs> but I was going, cha-ching, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He is the Holy Spirit, church. He is the Holy Spirit. He is here, as we just read in our text, to be a help. As the great philosophers, Beatles, the great philosophers, the Beatles said, help. We need some help. How many would agree that we need some help? We need some help today. But listen, church, can I just tell you that we have something better than Siri? We have something better than Alexa? We have something better than even the lying spirits of hell? I'm not talking about the profane spirits in our movies. I'm not talking about the perverted spirits. I am talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit that doesn't have to be updated, the Spirit that doesn't have to be refreshed, the Spirit that doesn't have viruses or bugs. He is the download that fixes all, knows all, cures all in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God some he is the download he is the download this morning if i can draw your attention back to john chapter 16 right here verse 13 he says however when the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak this morning i want to give three points for us to understand number one he proceeds from the father number two he guides us And number three, he guides us into truth. We're going to break this down a little bit. So if if you've ever bought a device, you might have got a little booklet that says, getting to know your iPhone or getting to know your smart TV, getting to know your smart aleck teenager. (laughs) I'm still looking for one of those. (laughs) Just a joke, guys. Daddy loves you. But this morning, if I could give you one, now this would be on the handout, so I'm not going to go into them in depth. But number one, we need to understand that he is holy. The Holy Spirit by name and by nature is holy. The Holy Spirit has a mind. He has a will. And yes, he has feelings. He can be grieved. He can be lied to. He can even be blasphemed. He can depart. He empowers. He witnesses of Christ. He comforts. And he teaches. There are scriptures for every one of those. I don't have time to get into those, but you can have those on the handout. So number one, our first point is he proceeds from the Father. Now, for some of us, this is very elementary. We understand this. He proceeds from the Father. Listen, let me just tell you that you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You may be new to Pentecost. You may be new to a church like this. You may be watching online because you're not sure if you want to come to the building. Can I just tell you that you don't need to be afraid of the Holy Spirit? Can I just tell you you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit? Because I know I've been in environments, I've been in churches, I've been in prayer meetings, and and, and things begin to happen. Now, I would say that in some of our Pentecostal realms, things are not the Holy Spirit. We have known to get out of line and be a little crazy. We, We try our best in this church here to keep order according to Scripture. 
But when the Holy Spirit begins to move, some people can be uncomfortable. Some people can be nervous. Some people can, can be afraid. Can I just tell you right now, the Holy Spirit is for you, not someone to be afraid of. In fact, Jesus said it like this. He said, it is to your advantage. Somebody say advantage. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is powerful. This is Jesus, the almighty son of God, sitting there with his disciples. And he's saying, guys, I've got to go away because I've got to send somebody to you. Think about this. So you look up this word proceed. This is what that word means, proceed. It means to originate from, carried or continued as a natural next step or continuation. I love how the Lord picks these awesome words because it has literally both definitions in one word. Number one, it proceeds. The Spirit of God proceeds from God. But it's not just meant to stop there. It means a continuation, a continuation of what God was doing in the land. Jesus came to kindle the fire. Jesus came to pay the sacrifice. And then he said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you somebody to help you continue the work because you can't do it all by yourself. I'm going to stop here just for a moment. And, And we've been trying to touch on this every single week about the spirit of God and the power of the triune God and, 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 and the things that some people can be confused, some people can be misunderstanding, some people can be, um, uh, I just want to try to explain a little thing. You, you've probably, and, and I'm going to borrow heavily from A.W. Tozer in this next few sections. So if you've read this book, you, you know what I'm going. If you haven't read this book, let me encourage you because he can say it a lot more eloquent than I can. But in, in A.W. Tozer, he, he addresses this through the creeds. You might have heard the Apostle Creed, the Nicene Creed, the third lesser known is the Athanasian Creed. Now, I'm not endorsing the Catholicism and, and, and you have to be Catholic. But there are, there's some verbiage in, in the Athanasian cream, uh, cream <laughs> Creed that I think is just so beautiful and so eloquent. And let me, underst- let me just read this to you. It says that we worship one God in Trinity and in Trinity and unity, neither confounding persons or dividing the essence. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead is of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All one, the glory equal, and the majesty co-eternal. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, the Holy Ghost eternal. Yet not three eternals, but one eternal. The Father is almighty, the Son is almighty, and the Holy Ghost is almighty. Yet not three almighties, but one almighty. The Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son is of the Father alone, not made, created, but begotten. The Holy Ghost is of the Father, of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. So there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Ghost, not three Holy Ghosts, three, but one. So let's look at the name, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. I think we have that on our screen. Let's look at this one together. 1 Corinthians 2.10. He says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. What is them? Them being the mysteries, the, the doctrines, the, 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 the Jesus, who he is, and, and all the things that are the deep teachings of God. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Let's go to the next one. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Everybody say Spirit. God. 
that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I love this, and and, and, and Tozer brings this out in, in a way like this. There are two means of existence. There are two modes of existence. We have matter and we have spirit. Matter is what is, and spirit is who is. We all have a flesh. We have matter, we have texture, we have shape, we have weights, we have all these things. We have things you can feel, things that are tangible, things that, that you, can, you, you, you can touch and you can see. But see, the spirit exists within the matter. Pastor Eddie had an illustration a few weeks ago about the hand and the glove. And that is exactly what we're talking about today. This is what's powerful. The spirit is existing within the matter, but it is not penetrating the matter. It is not damaging the matter, but yet it is two existences. This is what we're talking about. If Jesus Christ is the natural embodiment of the Father, then the Holy Spirit is this actual spirit, the essence of God. Let me just break this down a little bit. This is not the shell. This is not this body, but the spirit of God, the essence of God. The fragrance of Christ. Let that sink in for a minute. The fragrance of Christ. What is a fragrance? A fragrance is a byproduct of something else. Think about this. And I, 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 I know this is a bit calm and a bit teachy, but I think we have to understand this before we can go on to next Sunday. Before we can go on to the other Sundays to come, we have to understand because there are so many people afraid of the Holy Spirit. There are so many people that are afraid to get into the deep waters. But can I tell you, church, if there's ever been a time when we need the power of the Holy Spirit, it is now. If there's ever been a time that we need the demonstration, the power, the manifestation, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, it is now. You need it. I need it. We all need it. But let me just get back here. The fragrance of Christ. It is the scent of Christ. The first verse that we read basically saying, who knows the deep things of a man except for the man himself? Deep cries out to deep. Let me just point it to you like this. You and I both know who we really are. You know who you are. You know who you are when they don't know you're from River of Life. I'm just going to let that sink right in. What I'm talking about is the part about you that can describe you without words. Did you hear what I said? The part about you that can describe you without words. Things like this. Things that are your food taste. You, have, you know someone that has a favorite kind of food and every time you go to that restaurant you think of them. Your music taste. Every time you hear a certain song you think of a certain person. How about this? Open your closet and look at your clothes in there. These are things that speak about you without words. There's an old adage that says, if you want to know what a man does for a living, look at his shoes. There's truth in that. How are you, if I could take that a step, a step deeper, that is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not craziness. It's not, not even emotion. It, it is, he is the, per, the third person of the Trinity who is the fragrance of Christ. When you feel and when you sense and when you can almost just see the glory cloud of the Lord, when you can understand that God's presence is clear, there's something clear, there's something holy, there's something just reverent, there's something that is powerful, majestic, that is the Holy Spirit. That is His essence. He is loving. He is kind. He is the guide. He is the comforter. He is the teacher. That is the essence of God. Your intimate thoughts feelings and tendencies 
That's who you really are. That's who you really want to be. Let me just encourage you. I've learned this the hard way a few times. Whenever you go and take a survey of your, maybe your spiritual gifts or your personality types, what do we have a tendency to do? Answer those to how we think we are. Or answer those how we want to be. We're all apostles and demon caster outers and, and prophets. And we saw Elijah and had tea with Moses. What are you talking about? I've seen some of them come back like, whoa, what? My wife's gotten to the point where we take personality tests. She takes them for me because she seems to know who I am. I go to take it. She snatches it out of my hand. Come on, give me it. That's kind of how it is sometimes. I, I, I never forget talking about, because this is important, guys, because if so much this is the essence of God and we are supposed to be Christ followers, is our essence that way? Do we leave a room brighter than it was when we got there? Are we speaking life into people more than what they hear elsewhere? Being a Christian, being a follower of Christ, even being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit are not levels of advancements, but proof that you have had intimacy with the living God through the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes we say, where is the God of Elijah? Where are the Elijahs of God who are willing to put themselves to the side, who are willing to investigate the scriptures more than 15 minutes on Sunday morning? Where is the hunger for the presence of God? Where is the thirst for the word of God? Where is the faith to believe for impossible things again? Then and only then is God going to do what he said he's going to do. God will never do something that you and I are fully capable of doing. We'll learn about that later. But y'all know what I'm talking about. In youth group, we'd always have, pray for me, I got finals this week. Okay, did you study? Don't we do the same thing? Lord, I don't know what to do here. Did you study? We're go- I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just back up just a little bit. But this whole thing about fragrance, I'll never forget I was at a church. And this was a, a very large church. I was there for a couple of years on their worship team. And their worship leader was a very hyper guy. You had to have known this man. He was very energetic. He was very, and this guy would run the halls of this church. And he was very hard to catch. But he wore really strong cologne. <laughs> and I kid you not, there were times I needed to find him. I felt like a hound dog. Oh, yeah, his cologne is getting strong. I can find that cologne. That, he wasn't there. He didn't get to leave a sign, find so-and-so, go that way. He, he, I, could, I could smell the fragrance of his cologne. That is how the Holy Spirit is. That's why when you get into the Word of God and something jumps alive inside of you, that's the Holy Spirit. That's when you're in a worship service and you find yourself yielded and all of a sudden you feel his presence over you. That is the Holy Spirit. If I could flip that coin, are we doing the same thing? When we leave a room, are we leaving a scent to the Holy Spirit or just our opinionated self? I'm looking, up at that, I'm looking up at that light up there right now. I ain't looking at none of y'all. I'm not even looking at the camera. Because as I was getting ready for this sermon, the Lord was getting me every time. But let me just tell you something. As cool as the app may be, as cool as the program may be, how many of you have ever heard of a operation system compatibility? How many of y'all have ever seen a program Then you want to go get it for your phone and, oh, it's only available for the other guys? Or you go to get a device, you want to plug it in at home, and it's only available for the other guys. Or you want to download an attachment to an email. How many know what I'm talking about? Do I got to keep going? You know what I'm talking about. This is the problem that we have today. Let's go to this next scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Right after Paul writes this. But the natural man, OS, operating system, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, which is another operating system. For they are foolishness to the natural man, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Next one. That's it? I thought there was one more. 
Okay, we're going to stop right there. This says it all. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know. Sometimes we have frustration in our life because we are trying to have the blessing of the Holy Spirit, which is a complete different operating system than our life. We want to live the way we want to live. We want to sound the way we want to sound, but we want the blessing of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, I don't think so, Jack. And then we get mad at God, and then we want to shake our fist at God, and God is saying... I'm not the one that has to get the upload. I think sometimes we forget that, yes, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Sometimes the problem isn't whether we can or cannot do something. In fact, it's deeper than that. It's should we want to do or want to do something. Sometimes we live life like going to the grocery store in an empty stomach. How many of you have ever done that? And you come back with 14 boxes of Cocoa Puffs and, 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 I mean, just all kind of junk food. That's why they say never go shopping on an empty stomach. And I've learned that the hard way. We live our lives that way, church. And I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to just give some help this morning for us to understand that if we want the true blessing of God, that we've got to understand that we are the ones that have to align with his word. We are the ones that have to align with his promises. It doesn't work the other way around. We can't download the app of heaven but running, running the operating system of the world. It just doesn't work. In fact, the Bible says if we love the world and love the things of the world to check our hearts because the love of the Father is not there. There's a difference in what I'm saying because, yes, for God to love the world, that's two different words, bro. Two different intents, bro. Two different things. We want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want the power of the Holy Spirit, but we've got to get aligned first. We've got to get aligned first with him in order for that really cool feature to work. The next thing, number two, is he guides us. Let me just, let me just park right here just for a minute. He guides us. So long before the on-demand access of our lives, we had some things that we had to suffer through, y'all. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, I'm going back, yes, admittedly before my time, but our family still had these eight-track players. These giant cartridges that were about this big, they had like one or two songs on them and you plugged it into the dashboard. I had an uncle that had a car, they called it the Batmobile, it was like a 1967 Lincoln Continental. This thing was like 40 feet long, I mean this was huge. And uh, he drove this thing around, he had two of them actually. They were beautiful cars. And, and there was no fast forward button, there was no rewind button, there was no nothing. So when you're jamming to your favorite song and you want to hear it again, you just had to keep driving around the block till it came back on. And then we got sophisticated and we got a cassette. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Pastors even used those before. This was back before the days of iTunes when you could just want to buy only the songs you liked. You had to buy the whole album, no matter how terrible it was, just for that one good song they played on a radio. How many know what I'm talking about? And when you had those, you didn't, you couldn't, there was no notification of where you were on the song. If you wanted to skip through it, you'd be at song one and you hit it fast forward too long, you'd be on song four almost to the end. And you'd have to go back and forth trying to find that spot. How many of y'all remember what I'm talking about? And then we got sophisticated and we had the CD, the compact disc. I was even so advanced that I even had the little machine that plugged into your cassette player. How many of y'all had some of those? You know what I'm talking about. Now, those were cool because then you could at least find the track that you wanted. Life was hard for us, people. Life was so hard for us. You couldn't just go download a song and then put it in your favorite playlist. You had to actually have a cassette player and a DVD player and a radio all hooked in together. I mean, you had to have like a, like a science lab in your room to try to put these things together. And so you had the CD and you were able to go to track number two and track number four, but some cars didn't have that feature and it started all the way back over to track number one. So if you were listening to... 
song number two about halfway through and you wanted to pick up where you left off after you came out of the store, it didn't work that way. It went all the way back to song number one, track number one, minute number one. I love the on-demand feature that we have even in our TVs that we could, you know, we just want to watch a show, we grab our fire stick and we just tell Alexa to bring up a certain show. Or we grab our Apple TV and we say, bring up our certain show. Or whatever show you want to watch. Back in the day, we had this. How many of y'all can know what I'm talking about? Come on, give me some love. Y'all been quiet on me today. In case you didn't know, this was from a medieval dungeon that took 45 minutes to go through because you would only show about three or four channels at a time and then it would scroll and then it would stop. And I've already read all 14 boxes and I just want to know what time my show comes on because you can't type it in and watch it whenever you want. You had to wait for the network to put it on at the time they wanted. And then, so you had to sit there and wait for this thing to scroll at a snail's pace and it would go hour for hour and there was nothing worse than this. You're sitting there, you're watching it and your, your favorite channel is getting ready to come up to the screen. You've been there for 45 minutes. You can't wait to see what time your show comes on and mom calls from the back room to go change the garbage. Mom, I'll be there in just a minute. You turn around and guess what's going up to the top and you just missed it one more time. Your favorite channel. And you had to sit there one more time. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I am so awesome that we, I, I, so, I feel so awesome that the things of the Spirit don't have to be that way when you have Christianity Plus, when you have the Holy Spirit, because you have the on-demand feature of our holy God. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you that you can reverse that and tell God what you want, when you want, how you want. That's not what I'm saying, and I think you understand what I'm saying. I'm, under, I'm saying that we have the privilege through the power of the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, help! I need some help! Now, listen, he, he said he will be our guide. And we all understand that. But let me just paint the picture a little better. So sometimes when we say scriptures like this, he's our guide, we think of our roadmap, even our Bible, which is not wrong. We may think of even a GPS that we could plug in a destination and then take us there. But it's not what his scripture is saying, either one of those. The scripture is saying someone more like the person of a Sacagawea. More like a person, when Lewis, I almost said Lois and Clark, talking about these old TV shows, that's getting me. When the explorers were heading to a new realm of where they needed to go, they'd never been there before. They didn't understand the terrain. Are you listening to me? They didn't understand the language. They didn't understand the weather. They didn't understand anything about this area. So they, it wasn't just enough to read a map or read an article or to read a book about it. They, need some, they needed somebody who lived there, who was from there, who understood the language, who understood the customs, who understood. We see this in the Bible days when Paul got Barnabas. Paul got Silas. This is the personhood of the Holy Spirit who can walk beside of us every step of the road. Not to just point us into the direction like the guy at Walmart does. Hey, where's the such and such? Oh, go down there, four or five aisles, turn to the right, and be around knee height. I'm short, so I'm looking at knee height when it's like waist height to everybody else. So would you just take me to where this thing is so I'm not wasting my time? No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is there to walk with us. Every, how many think that's pretty awesome? The Holy Spirit is there to walk with us every step of the way, every single step of the way. Not just tell us where to go, but to show us where to go and to walk with us. I learned this the hard way. Years ago, I, I had, uh, Pastor Eddie shares a lot about uh, his working and things like working days and things um, 
he and I were in the same industry. We worked for different companies, but we were in the same industry where we, we were driving trucks and delivering and servicing grocery stores. And I was so excited. I got to my very first company in this field and was making a lot more money than I was making before. And I was very excited about it. And being the low guy on the pole, you always got the terrible routes, the terrible areas. And the way this company was set up, you had a driver and you had a sales rep who would actually do the ordering and all that stuff. So I didn't have to do anything but drive. I didn't have to do anything but deliver. This was my first kind of entry-level job into this um, or um, can't find the word, but this, this uh, business. And so I, I'll never forget that my, I was training locally, and this is great. It was awesome. And then all of a sudden they said, all right, Monday you got your own route. You're going to Flint. I'm like, I don't even know where that is. I was from downriver. I mean, and when you live downriver, you don't leave downriver. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just how it was growing up. We didn't go anywhere. And, and so I was a young man. I, was, I, didn't know, I didn't even know where Flint was. I didn't know where Lansing was. I mean, I heard of them, but I didn't know where these places were. And, yeah, that's where I got to go every single day. And so I would get a, in my mailbox in the morning, would get just a printout of a piece of paper of nothing but store addresses. That's it. They weren't even the right order. They had no crossroads. They had no nothing. They just had a list of stores. And they weren't even in, in, in any kind of order. And so I'll never forget, man, I was getting, like, really just, like, nauseous and just sick and, like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. I just got it. We just... Um, we just got married and I was like, oh man, I'm feeling all these pressures. I went home and I did what any, any good guy would do. I got my AOL dial up. How many of y'all remember that? And I looked up MapQuest and I sat down and I found where all these stores were. It took me the whole weekend to do this. And I got these stores, I got the addresses and I made myself a little route, printed off directions from store to store. I had a whole notebook of papers. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Got to my truck in the morning, started it up, had a big sinkhole in the seat. So I was sitting like this, couldn't hardly see over the wheel, but that's all right. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving all the way up there. And I get off my first store and it's a Kroger's, like Kroger 504. They all got store numbers. And so I get, I'm driving two hours up there pulling out of Plymouth in a truck, you go slow, and that's just how it was, and I get off the exit, and it's still dark, and I get off, and I'm looking for a Kroger, and I look for a Kroger, and I'm like, man, where's this store at, and, and so I, I go driving, and there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing, it's woods and cornfields, and I look, and I see a light, and it's a, it's a grocery store called a Kessel, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's a Kessel, um, I need a Kroger, though, uh, and so I'm driving, I'm driving, and I'll never forget, I'm driving down this two-lane road, and I just kept driving, I kept driving, I knew I was in trouble when the sun began to come up. And I'm looking at my clock, and I'm like, I should be like three-quarters of the way done with this route. I haven't even got to the first store. I was petrified. I didn't know where I was. I didn't, I, I'm going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to this. I remembered a feature that they gave us drivers called the Nextel radio. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The little walkie-talkies that you could talk to anybody in the state. Those things were awesome. They really were. You could, you could talk to anybody from any... So, so I remember I, I knew that I had a sales rep. And I, 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 I did the chirp, no answer. Did the chirp, no answer. Did the chirp, finally she answered. It was a, a, it was a lady. She was from that area. I said, hey, my name is Steve. I, I'm your new driver. I, we've never met. I don't know where I'm at. Help! <laughs> she said, where are you? And I told her where I was. And I said, I'm looking for a Kroger. Kroger, and all I see is this Kessel. She said, that is the Kroger. Kroger just bought Kessel a month ago. Why didn't somebody tell me? 
And from that moment on, she began to tell me. I threw my notes away. I threw my maps away. She began to tell me from store to store how to go and where to go. She would say, take this shortcut. She would say, take that shortcut. Can I tell you, that's how life is. Sometimes you need going to live in a situation called the gray area. There's a situation that you may not find in the word of God. Can I do this? Can I go there? That's called living in the gray. Because even the Bible says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. Can I tell you, you need somebody that can been there and done that and speak the language to come alongside of you and say, don't go that way, go this way. That's going to kill you, put it down. This will help you pick it up. That's the power of having the guide of the Holy Spirit. Things that don't show up on a map, things that don't show up on a GPS, they would help us understand you can't use that road because of weight restrictions and it's the middle of January, so you got to go this way. Or, hey, look to your left, you'll see a bank. Turn there and that'll put you at the back side of the store. All kinds of things that didn't know. But this amazing benefit is not without a cost. And this is where we start losing people. I got a few minutes. Tozer said it best. He said, we can be theologically straight as a gun barrel, but just as empty inside spiritually. I'm going to let that sink in just a little bit. He said this. He said, many churches have existed years without the Holy Spirit. And it may take them up to five years to realize he done left the building. My dad and I, we would travel in these churches, and my dad would say, if a man had a heart attack in here, he'd take the ambulance a half hour to find out who was really dead. We, never, we didn't get invited back to those churches. <laughs> Can I tell you what is more scarier than the Holy Spirit departing from a gathering is the Holy Spirit departing from your life. One of the scariest illustrations in Scripture to me is when Samson stood up and shook himself and didn't know the glory had departed and he was overtaken by his enemies. Can I tell you, church, that as awesome as the benefit of the Holy Spirit is to be with us, it is not without a cost. And this is where we lose it. Because, listen, the Holy Spirit is not interested in in moving your agenda. He's not interested in guiding you in the way you want to go. He is interested in guiding you into the way you should go. And that means some uncomfortable situations. That means some uncomfortable conversations. He directs us in the way we should go. Instead of us sitting and looking to find out what program we want to watch, we're sitting in front of Him and He's telling us what program we should download. What scripture we should memorize. What scripture we should memorize. What scripture we should memorize. That's what he is saying to us. Let me explain it to you like this. There is a difference between listening to the Holy Spirit and listening for the Holy Spirit. Can I break that down? You give me two minutes to break that down. The difference between listening to the Holy Spirit and listening for the Holy Spirit. Because this is what gets us in trouble a lot of times. My mom and dad were old school. You saw my mom last week. She was telling you mothers, listen up. When my mama would talk to you, she would make you look at her in the eye and bring you close and stare at her, and you couldn't even blink. And my mama would start all over. And she'd say, look at me, look at me, and you had to be right here. And, she would, and, and that's listening to the Holy Spirit. When he done got your attention and he's trying to tell you something, you need to listen and listen with your eyes and ears open and absorb all that he's saying, absorb all that my mama was saying. Here's the difference. Listening for the Holy Spirit is not as easy. Back in our neighborhood, as big as the neighborhood was and as big as things were, and I was young, it was still okay to just kind of roam the neighborhood. But you had to be home when? That's right. And we had one right in our front yard, so I couldn't even say, Mama, they didn't come on. I could remember that there'd be some of those nights we'd be out there playing street hockey. We just watch Mighty Ducks, and we're all going to be expert street hockey people in our rollerblades. How many know what I'm talking about? And I'm out there, and all of a sudden, streetlights come on, but I don't care. I got this slap shot. I'm working on it. Listening for the Holy Spirit. 
All of a sudden, I begin to hear my mom. Stephen, Michael, Markham, woo, gone. That's what I'm talking about, listening for the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes when we're out in the world acting a fool, doing our own thing, we're not keeping an ear for the voice of the Holy Spirit. He ain't going to shout you forever. He's not going to chase you down forever. That's why we have to have an ear for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear. If you don't understand it, ask somebody else. And he moved on to the next town. Have an ear for the Holy Spirit. That's the way you can start saying, Lord, is it okay for me to follow this artist? Listen to the Holy Spirit. Lord, is it okay for me to watch these movies? Lord, is it okay for me to be friends with these people? Listen for the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you got to quiet yourself. Sometimes you got to turn the devices off and sit there and say, Lord, speak to me. And have an ear for the Spirit. How many, understand, how many can follow that today? In Luke chapter 12, he said this, For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. John 14 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance of the things I've said. In Romans 8, he says, For as many led by the Spirit, these are the sons of the Spirit. Now, I've got ten ways the Holy Spirit led the early church. I've got six ways the Holy Spirit guides us today. Go to the website and download them. I don't have time to get into them. I want to get my last point right here. It's called, what does he guide us in? Truth. Guides us into truth. Guides us into truth. And I I promise, just give me two minutes, we'll, we'll be done. He guides us into truth. The past several weeks, my wife and I have been able to do some mild renovating in the house. And I learned this in a very fresh new way. Because a lot of times, we think our truth is the truth. But how many know sometimes you can't handle it? I had to say it. You can't handle the truth. Well, my wife and I, this is what she was accompanying me to the Home Depot, much like the Holy Spirit was accompanying me to where I wanted to go. I, in my heart, knew the truth of the color, the color of the paint, the pattern of the curtains, and the style of the couch. I had my truth in hand. She came alongside to me to tell me that my truth was wrong. I thought I liked that color blue, but I don't like that color blue. I thought I liked that plaid couch, but I don't like that plaid couch. I needed somebody to help me understand my viewpoints weren't right. I'm going to need a big shield for this point. I got to go here. I got to go here. The last thing is truth, guys. Truth is not emotion. Truth is not passion. Truth is truth. Truth is not even guile. Listen, truth is the atmosphere of God. He cannot work in a hypocrisy situation. He cannot work in a deceitful situation. Why do you think Jesus said about Nathaniel in John chapter 1, finally an Israelite in which there is no guile? My father had a TV show. Yes, he did in the late 80s, early 90s called The Spirit of Truth Ministries. A little shout out to dad. He got all those VHS tapes converted to DVD and we spent some time at his house watching those old services. And they would go into the, to the, uh, and tape different uh, segments and, and did some great things. Spirit of truth, we need that today. Can I be honest with you that I believe we're living in a society where the blurred lines between the sacred and the secular are as blurry as they've ever been. The lines between the secular and the the, the sacred are as blurry as they've ever been. There's a sobering passage in the book of 2 Kings chapter 17 that says this, And the people feared God but still served their own idols. If I were to be honest and just give a word of admonishment this morning, I fear that the church is entering into this age when it's okay to just do what you want and still come to church. But if we're not careful, we're going to be left with a generation of church people and not Christians. 
Church people never change anything for the good. They add to the problem. But Christians who are ambassadors for Jesus Christ can come with the solution and with the answer. Got no help on that one. I'm going to keep going. But, oh, but what about the verse that says, speak the truth in love? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. The word love, as we all, all know, is the agape love. The agape love. There's a documentary in the Queen Elizabeth of England. You may not know she was the, the, the empire, the, the, the monarchy was thrusted upon her in her mid-20s. Her father tragically died. And I watched a documentary on this. It was pretty fascinating. And she said the most, best piece of advice her father ever gave her before he passed away was that you're going to be queen one day, most likely, and you need to, number one, watch your words. He said, you're going to interact with people that you'll never meet again, but they'll remember what you say to them for the rest of their life. And he said, so your words go, so your kingdom will go. I would to God that we as church people could learn that truth. How many of y'all ever heard that statement, ain't no trouble if you make no trouble? How many of y'all ever heard that, or a variation thereof? We need to put that on our laptop right before we go on Facebook. Laminate it, baby. Ain't no trouble if you ain't no trouble. Come on now. Listen, because we think we can just fix it if everybody thought our way. Can I tell you that even Jesus himself never came to fix anybody? He came to seek and to save those that were lost. The Republicans need to get saved. The Democrats need to get saved. The white people, the black people, the Hispanic, all of us, we need to get saved because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So instead... Instead of pushing our agenda, instead of pushing our viewpoints, let us push the kingdom of God. Let us understand that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Jesus is the only remedy for our sin. Jesus is the only one that can change us. Not politicians, not programs. Jesus. And we wonder why we get frustrated because could it be, and I'm speaking to myself, are we more concerned with pushing our viewpoint on someone to convert them to think the way we think Versus, are we more concerned with their soul to find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? That is true revival in the land. That is true revival in the land. Would you stand to your feet with me, worship team, would you come? Here's the powerful thing, because we live in such a relative society. My truth versus your truth. It's no longer truth. We've been in this society for the past several years. You watch our movies that have been coming out where the bad guy is actually the good guy and two good guys are battling and then you got all these good guys. These are more than just movies. They're an indication of our culture. Do you ever sit and watch? My wife and I have just been kind of watching these old reruns just for something without an agenda and without filthy stuff in it. But you watch some of the old shows. I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, and Andy Griffith, all these shows. You would see God mentioned. You would see prayer mentioned. There was no profanity. There was no sexuality. There was no nothing. You fast forward to some of the shows and movies today, it is appallingly different. And my fear is that we as the church have just embraced that. When truth is no longer truth, it's no longer truth. When you've got two people in a room, now I understand there's some things that that you can see it different ways. I understand that. That's my whole point, guys. The day we're living in today, if there's ever been a time we need the power of the Holy Spirit, it is now. We got people putting gasoline in shopping bags. If you're gonna do that, take your River Ready sticker off the door. We got people claiming all kinds of things. Let's not fall into the trap of these things. Some of us know more about the latest conspiracy theory than what the Bible actually teaches. 
I love this country, but this country isn't. Let's beware of Christian nationalism. Can I just say that? Let's beware of that. We don't worship the red, white, and the blue. We worship the king of kings. It sounds, even the disciples, I was just reading it this morning in Acts chapter 1. The disciples, Jesus done been crucified. He done been resurrected. He's getting ready to go to heaven. Peter says, now are you going to rebuild Israel? I know he did that. I just died for the sins of humanity. I'm not going to rebuild your... But we do the same thing, don't we? Let us be occupied with the kingdom of God. Let us understand that we are in a temporal world passing through. Amen? I've got to stop. Let's, let's, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. The worship team is going to lead us into one last song. The altar workers, uh, go ahead and get present. And um, listen, we're just going to end with the song. That's it. And we're just going to ask the Lord to just... Uh, prep our hearts and and we know that Pentecost Sunday's next week but he can move today he can fill us today whatever you are seeking the Lord our altar workers will be here for prayer if you need special prayer this morning hopefully today you're able to maybe learn something about the Holy Spirit that's new but we're just going to sing this song and let's just open our hearts to God and let him fill our hearts and touch our hearts well amen and amen pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.